advice I'd probably give is just just to be patient and yeah. um, not get so like like caught up on the little things. I feel like every bride says this just to remember like and, and to remember to enjoy the process of planning together because I feel like a lot of times it can definitely feel like you have a checklist. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Sandra Kim, designer and owner of Mikana, luxury handmade knit bags based in New York. So Sandra, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so great to chat. It's um, it's a little bit later in the night for you. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening to chat to us for the podcast. Of course. Um, we'd love to know or for you to give our listeners um, a little bit of a background into who you are and what you do. Of course. So my name is Sandra Kim and I was born and raised in New York. Um, I am a fashion designer specializing in knitwear and um, like you said, just recently launched my own knits brand called Mikarna, which uh, focuses on Lux handmade knit bags. Yes, I love that. We'll put your um, we'll put your um, links to your business in our show notes. However, I'm just quickly live as we're talking, flicking through, and they're gorgeous. They're really cool and they're really different. So knit bags is something that's not, you know, an overpopulated field. So I would feel it would be something that's. Yeah, that's sort of how this all came about. I knew there was not much of it out there in the market. And, you know, I like personally as a knitwear designer, I find beauty in um, a lot of things that are knits. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like an unexpected twist to have a handbag as a knit and made out of yarn I love it yeah yep really cool but we'll put yeah we'll we'll link um and is that how you pronounce it it's Mikana Mikana yeah you you so it's like a silent s yeah Mikana yep you're doing it correctly okay good (laughs) the Australian accent yeah can't um, talk correctly. No, sometimes it sounds, yeah. And when you say it, you're like, oh, that sounded really not, (laughs) not as attractive as how the bags look. Anyway, so Sandra, okay. So you're born and raised in New York um, and you work in fashion. You've just launched this incredible label, Makana. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you met your partner. Yeah, so um, I met him, my husband, uh, through visiting one of my Uh, best friend's college at the time Mm -hmm. um I attended Parsons the design school in New York City yeah and you know attending a city school around here you don't really get that like real college experience Mm -hmm. so um I would visit her a lot actually at her campus um and one of the weekends I was visiting her Tim and his housemates were holding a house party um which my friend was invited to at the time yeah and um, she took me along and the moment I literally like walked inside of that house party, Tim was um, standing there playing beer pong <laughs> and um, he just kind of like came over to me and lifted me up in the air and spun oh, me around really what? like 
I know it was it was kind of crazy because you don't that's not the type of grading you you get from someone <laughs> and had have you had you ever met him before at this point so he just walked up to you and sounds like off a movie spun you around he was probably very intoxicated so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but still like that takes yeah that takes some guts <laughs> I know and I was, you know, really caught, I was really caught off guard and shocked, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like throughout the entire night, I was really trying not to associate myself with him um, <laughs> as expected, because, you know, what kind of, you know, experience is that? But um, strangely, like as the night progressed, and I started having a few drinks too, I went over to him and um, asked him to be my beer, beer pong partner. <laughs> because um, he was like really doing well at the table. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he claims that um, I hit on him the first time we met, but mm-hmm. which isn't true. <laughs> no, definitely not. I don't see you lifting him up in the air. <laughs> no, I know. And, so, know, and I, yeah. And how long, how long were you guys together before um, Tim proposed? Was it something, were you, were you at this party, were you then living kind of close to each other or did you kind of drift apart and come back together? How did it all work? So, no, he the school was actually about a three and a half, four hour uh, bus ride from oh, New wow. York City. And so uh, it was yeah. a long ride. And so yeah. it was kind of a long distance. Um, but we didn't, we didn't start dating right away. We uh, were talking for a good six months before we had made it official. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. and, and from then, we, it was still very, it was long distance, you know, because yep. we had a few more years of school left. And he, you know, he, he got a job in Virginia. And so it, it was kind of long distance for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then it all kind of worked out. And so um, you guys were together for how long before you got engaged? It was um, five, five years. About five years. And so you know somebody pretty well in five years. Was he able to kind of six years yeah you know you know people pretty well by that stage was he able to still surprise you was there any um when he proposed well did he propose actually because I've just assumed that he's been the one that's done it so did he propose yes 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 the one who proposed and was it and was he able to um fit in any of those surprise airlifts into his proposal or how did it all work so um Actually, there's a funny story behind this because I had actually thought he was going to propose to me like three weeks prior to okay. when he was actually proposing. Yeah. And this is because it was our sixth year anniversary weekend, three, three weeks prior. And we were scheduled to go to California for one of my fr- best friend's wedding that we were a part of. Yeah. And so we had spent our anniversary there and he had gotten like a beachfront and uh, took me out on a gondola. And um, it was just really such a special night and day. And, you know, on the gondola, he got really deep with me and started talking about our relationship and how we, you know, came so far and how much I mean to him. And so to be quite honest, in my head, I swore he was going to propose. Oh, totally. He's throwing down all the proposal talks. 
but he didn't and it actually didn't ha happen at all the entire night um but you know the crazy thing was that he was actually planning to pro propose to me that weekend but the the ring wasn't made on time ah, so okay. the opportunity yes so, yeah, yeah. um three weeks later then we you know he planned a trip uh upstate to a lake, lake house memorial yep. day weekend yep yep oh wow and okay honestly it was it was just a perfect proposal because um it wasn't anything grand it was such a it was just like we were at a lake house it was so serene and peaceful and just so nice to be with one another you yeah. know and um we were out to dinner one the last night of our trip there and um he like outside of the restaurant there's a walkway to a gazebo and um as we pay for the check and we were leaving and then he was walking me towards the gazebo which was where I saw like rose petals and like um, um candles like yeah towards, yeah surrounded by um these photo like photos of us that he had um set up and so it was really just a nice like unexpected surprise and yeah. you know to top it off it was just so sweet because my family my family and my siblings were apparently hiding out in the bushes while we while he was proposing to me oh really so he'd let he'd let them know beforehand so that they could share with you the moment yeah. And, you know, no. it, it was like a seven hour drive upstate. So I was really um, touched that they did that. But both his side and my side both came. So oh, that's so special. And then you got to celebrate with your family straight after. Exactly. It oh, was that's so nice incredible. Just, it was just, just much nicer to have it that way because um, I would have wanted my family there thinking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, then it was meant to be that beautiful, <laughs> all the discussions he was having and <laughs> everything those few weeks earlier, it was obviously it was, he was meant to do it the way, the way that it happened and with your family, which is, is super special. So tell us a little bit about your, um, the process in, in which you undertook to actually get married. So tell us a little bit about how you chose your suppliers and, um, and you know, the steps you took to lock in your wedding day. So, um, I found most of my suppliers through Instagram, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I knew like the, the two most important things for me were finding the perfect dress. And like I knew that dress shopping would be very time consuming for me, considering yeah. I'm very particular mm -hmm. with my um, taste. And, um, and then the photography was also very, very important for me. So um, it was about a year and two months of planning before we got married. So I dived right into dress shopping and photography and came across uh, Lucy Weddings. Who, yes. <laughs> she's so cute. She's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Lucy, I saw Lucy Weddings on my um, discovery on Instagram. And um, yeah, I was just so drawn to her, her aesthetic and like photography skills and just the mood that she captures yeah um, and you've got it you've got to feel really comfortable with your photographer it's something that they capture your emotions and so if you're feeling forced or awkward or not kind of vibing with them it's going to nine times out of ten show through your photos so you've got to have a really good uh, 
yeah, a really good rapport and a really good feeling with who you book there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was nervous to book someone so far away and, um, yeah. but, uh, she, she made me feel so comfortable throughout. Like our, our calls were so like seamless and just her vibe. I really liked how personable she was. Yeah. And so I wanted to also use her for my engagement photos yes. and, you know, I met her then and, you know, she just kind of filled up everything that I was like looking for in a photographer. That's incredible. Were your um were your engagement photos, were they in Joshua Tree? Yeah, Joshua Tree, California. Beautiful. So you had an engagement shoot and you got the vibe um with Lucy, like Lucy Weddings through all those kind of captures and the moments and the time that you got to spend with them in your engagement shoot. Right. So at least you knew that, yeah, you were going into the process of your wedding day feeling really comfortable and really confident. Was it as easy to select your dress? Because you mentioned that that was the other non-negotiable, very important supplier. And um, was it as easy a process for you to sort of find who you wanted to make your dress and, and how you wanted it to be? Actually, it was a very long process and a long few months. Yeah, it took me a very, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I, mm-hmm. I think I started like in right away. So June, and I probably finalized it by the uh, end of the year. But okay, it, it was just, it was because I hadn't known back then, like I hadn't known like at all what I wanted in a dress. And I am sort of the type of person who kind of needs to like dip into every single option before finalizing. And so yeah. um, I tried on like all the different types. And, um, you know, when I was first researching for dresses, I actually came across Danielle Frankel um, yeah. on, uh, was it Net-A-Porte? I saw it on Net-A-Porte and, um, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like this is such, this is like the exact kind of vibe that I want to be as yeah. a bride, like a modern, yeah. non-traditional bride. And um, sure enough, of course, I circled back around and ended up going with the first, my first like, you know, option that I tried on. Cause I actually had tried her on at Bergdorf's um, first and then yeah. went on to every single other designer. Yeah. Sometimes your your first instinct or your gut instinct's the right one. Yeah, and and I was by myself at the time when I first tried it on, so it was just it was kind of like unexpected, and you know I was I guess I was hoping to see what was more that was out there that I would like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I ended up going back to my first choice. It's funny because I've got a rule with my couples that's the three step rule, and almost every single time it proves right and what it is is that if you find something that you love whether it be a dress or a venue or a supplier look no further than the next three options and if you don't find it past those three options then you circle back to your first and that's always going to be your right decision smart yeah and it it does it kind of takes the pressure because like well with dress shopping and you know it it probably was would have been hard for you being in fashion you've got your hands on the pulse for you know a lot of options and forward thinking a lot more so than brides who walk directly into a, a bridal or a couture shop 
they see what's coming but definitely not what's forward that they can bring in for themselves there's no like real um experimentation in the future and so yeah it's it's a really hard process and it's almost more pressure for those that are involved within the fashion industry to try and feel as if they're picking the right one and the one that's going to be the the best choice or the best fit for them right right and I feel like a lot of people who uh you know see you know being in fashion day they think that you would know but Mm. it really is really hard I I think it would be harder I think it would be harder. And we we spoke to um, Danny Michelle, who is, um, you know, Courtney Kardashian stylist, works really closely with the Jenners. Um, and she she's obviously a stylist. She's in the fashion industry. And she said exactly the same thing. She actually had four dresses. And she said the options were so hard. I felt as if I needed to portray a st- I, I felt as if I needed to have multiple options because I work in fashion but really it was actually you know just as hard for me to choose what I should have worn as anyone yeah and so your planning process so, so Danielle Frankel made your wedding dress um and we'll put some photos up when we release your episode um but it was just this beautiful off-the-shoulder, long-sleeve, button-down white dress. When when did you get married and um, where did you get married? How did, did you fit your dress into the vibe of your wedding day or did your wedding day kind of fit more into the vibe of your dress? So I got married uh, in July in the summertime um, and July 2019 and I got married at the Foundry in New York City. Um, so I I was simultaneously looking at venues at the same time as looking at dresses. Um, that was actually another very uh, challenging part of the process, finding the venue. Um, also because I did not know, I didn't know again, like what kind of vibe I was looking for. It, it, I really didn't have any like inspiration board or anything that I had started. And so um, I really want to go check out so many different venues and not only in New York City, but also in Philadelphia, where Tim is from. And yeah, so okay. it was just like the more options, we just had so many options, you know, being it that it, we were considering two locations. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, with the thir- the three the three rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was it called that you said? Yeah, that's it. The th- yeah, the, it's the the third rule, <laughs> the third choice rule. It's that's it. I actually saw the Foundry. Um, it was the second venue I saw when I was uh, searching for venues, and I actually ended up seeing ten more after that. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, of course, went back to the Foundry because. Yay of my initial you know I I there's a reason why I want you know you're there's a reason why you're looking at it absolutely as a top choice yeah so um yeah so the foundry you know I was mostly gravitated towards uh the venue by it's uh super like it had like a industrial but modern look and their courtyard and um the greenhouse was so beautiful that really was kind of like, like, it just, it just won me over. And um, it kind of had this, this sort of European look that you don't really see in where, where I'm from, at least in New York. No. And so, yeah, it was just so gorgeous. And um, 
with that, it kind with that European look and that modern um, aesthetic, I kind of um, knew that uh, the Daniel Frankel dress would tie in really well in yeah. a very um, organic way. Yeah, it did because you had that indoor outdoor option, and it was it was very forward and very modern. Um, being able to sort of book that that space at the Foundry because it is one of the most beautiful venues that I've seen and I love that it's you know sort of in a city and it's just got all the um all the trimmings of being able to do lots of different things aesthetically with the space um it's a blank canvas but it's it's got a whole lot of soul so when when we put your images up from your wedding day I think people will kind of understand what I'm talking about here but um but choosing suppliers so you know you've got your main three um, suppliers there, your, your dress, your photographer and your venue, um, doing all this yourself and utilizing Instagram, did you find bringing your whole day together was fairly easy? Um, or how, how did you, how did you do it all in amongst work and, and life? And did you enlist the help of a planner or was this something that you, you had sort of done yourself and with the experience that, you know, leaning on Instagram and knowledge that you have? Yeah. So I actually didn't really consider hiring a planner or stylist because I knew that like at the time, I also didn't know exactly what I wanted. So I sort of just wanted to do the uh, big deep of researching myself and kind yeah. of figuring out what I wanted. And at that point, I was already like, I already had the vendors, like the main important vendors down. And so, um, yeah, like it, it didn't really cross my mind to, ha- to hire a wedding planner, um, especially because I am so specific with what I want. Once I know that is, but, um, yeah, it it came all pretty seamlessly. Like I, you know, I didn't, I, it, you know, our engagement process was probably, it was a year and two months. So that's, I think that's a good amount of time to really do a lot of research and, um, get everything down to the core. So it, it didn't feel, it, it didn't feel too stressful or not too much pressure on you which is you know it's really important you need to be able to enjoy the planning process and you know the journey that you go on as much as your wedding day itself so tell tell us a little bit about your day then um was it a destination wedding for your family and your guests or were you all kind of local to to the foundry so most of us were, my side is all here and, um, but Tim's side is actually all on the West coast, majority okay. of them. And so yep. they had to travel here. Um, but in terms of like friends and our majority of our guests that we were inviting, they were all around the area. So yeah. it wasn't, um, a, necessarily a destination wedding for them, um, yeah, I we had our rehearsal dinner the night before in Brooklyn, and um, all of us had stayed at the hotel near the foundry. And the morning of, we all just got up and started getting ready together. Um, and the day flew by so fast. It just it's so crazy. Like I can't even like remember almost half of it but all I can remember is like how I felt just feeling like yeah. jittery and excited yeah. about yeah. You know, getting married um 
but yeah, it, it started off with like the hair and makeup, um, getting ready photos at the hotel, and then uh, heading over to the venue uh, at around like 1 p.m. Our ceremony started at 5, mm-hmm. and we had wanted to make sure to get all the photos beforehand um, and not utilize that time in between the reception and or the cocktail hour and the ceremony. Okay, so you, you guys did a first look rather than head off for photos. Yep. Yeah, it, we wanted to do a first look. Um, it was so – it was just a, like – the sweetest moment ever like we she uh, the videographer Lucy's partner Eddie had captured it so beautifully and uh yeah it was just such a beautiful moment we were both so emotional (laughs) it was probably a good thing that we didn't do it um as as I was walking down yeah you know what it probably took a little bit of the pressure off you guys and it's a big moment there's a lot of eyes on you even if you have you know 10 people or 100 people it doesn't actually matter your guest count there's a lot of focus on you and having that first look can sometimes take that formality or the pressure off you where you know some couples really enjoy the ceremony probably a whole lot more than if they hadn't had a first look because they get to actually enjoy it together rather than worrying about, you know, anything else. Um, Did you have your ceremony and reception in the same space? Yes. So what I loved about the foundry was there were so many different like spaces and rooms within the venue. So, you know, it it feels, it really does feel like a different almost uh, like building or something that you're going to because the inside is so different from the outside and then the greenhouse and the terrace, it all just looks so... Uh, like different parts, yeah, um, which I really loved. And um, uh, what was the sorry? What was the question? No, I was just saying. I just asked whether or not you had um, you got everything in the one venue, so you could start your ceremony a little bit later, um, and then your guests transition from inside. And everybody will see when we put the photos up. But inside was this incredible exposed brick, exo- exposed steel. Um, you know, quite in dust, modern industrial look. So your ceremony was inside and then you moved outside into the courtyard, which had this incredible European vibe that vines growing up the sides of the buildings and an outside space for your guests. So being in the middle of summer, you said July was when you got married. Yep. So being in the middle of summer, you didn't have too much to worry about in terms of weather being outside. Yeah, so actually we had our ceremony outside too. Oh, you had I, it outside as well. Yeah, so, I initially right. wanted it to be in the greenhouse, but their yep. uh, guess the max capacity in that greenhouse was much lower. I think it was like 125. Okay. And um, so it was either the indoors, like the reception area or yep. the outside. And I just wanted to utilize the outside as much as possible because yeah. that's what I fell in love with. Yep. And um, so it... it we were a little bit worried about the change up of the, um, you know, change up of the ceremony into the uh, dinner tables and all of that, but they did such a phenomenal job. And um, uh, like they did it so quickly in one hour, like took out all the tables that were hidden behind all the bushes. It, it was like, <laughs> it felt, it was so amazing. And I remember Eddie uh, at Ripple Weddings, he got like a fast forwarded you know when you uh, get yes yeah time set up it was yep. so yeah it was so cool how he caught that because 
it was just so beautiful to see everyone cut the waiters coming out, setting up all the tables and like chairs and literally just less than an hour. It's crazy, isn't it? Suppliers can hustle when they need to. <laughs> oh, I know. But yeah, so the ceremony was outdoors and the cocktail hour was inside the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, and then when we all, the guests were uh, told to go back outside for dinner. And the reception, like the dancing was inside. And the dancing was inside. Yeah. So you really utilized all the spaces within, you know, the venue to get the best out of everything, which is really special. And so with the way that your day went and, you know, you do rely when you're getting married and you're not enlisting the help of a planner and you've done all this yourself, you do rely on your suppliers to be, you know, the obviously they're going to be the very best anyway but you are in reliance of them being able to do their jobs and do it correctly and make sure that there's no disasters or anything that pops up along the way so did you have anything that came up that you know made you a bit nervous or was there any near misses in the lead up or on the day so um you know when I was actually hiring my caterer because the foundry is uh, just a rental space really they don't okay it's not like an actual wedding venue so um they had uh they are they're associated with uh, a few different caterers yes which, okay um, I had reached out to and luckily enough that caterer was also a like did a on like of the day coordinating wedding coordinating so they were so on top of it and even the week before they had reached out to all of my vendors because they just wanted a list of you know um all their numbers and they just did everything for the day out which I was so so lucky to have because I hadn't thought of that honestly and Mm. you know the foundry they do have a few um like people who are on site to help you out but they're they don't really know the ins and outs of what's actually going down yeah but yeah my caterer I guess he's like basically a wedding planner too yeah it's good and that's the kind of thing because you want your family especially and not so much your friends because you know friends we just make do with with whatever we've got and we don't generally there's no fuss but especially for your family to have somewhere to go so that if anything goes wrong or if they've got any questions they're not coming to you they're going to someone else that's going to be able to help them So, and they kind of were able to step in, which is so important and step in and help you guys on that. No one was asking me any questions. I literally, I was left alone. I think some issue came up about um, something about the cups that I selected because I, I had to actually handpick each, uh, each like cup plate, like forks and all oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that was actually part of the reason why I actually, I picked my venue too. Cause I love the idea of that, you know, picking yeah. our own, mm-hmm. um, you know, so yeah, like there was something, some issue with the cups, but I, like, I remember like some people whispering behind me saying like, don't tell Sandra, like she's like, she's going to get upset or something. And I remember <laughs> hearing that and I was like, wait, what's going on? And they were like, oh, the cups that the wine glasses you selected, they cho- the, the wrong one came and all of that. And I was like, it's okay. It's fine. It's no big deal. Like it's <laughs> totally okay. But like, yeah. it was just like, they really were so like mindful of not trying to make sure I was not bothered and yeah yeah so it was really nice they were the best that's so good and so just for any 
um, bride that's or groom that's going through the planning process or is engaged and is on the hunt for, you know, their venue and what kind of pieces, do you have a piece of advice that you've got to give them that helped you through your wedding planning journey? Um, so I guess the main advice I'd probably give is just like, just to be patient and um, not get so like, like caught up on the little things. Um, And I feel like every bride says this just to remember, like, and and to remember to enjoy the process of planning together, because I feel like a lot of times it can definitely feel like you have a checklist to just check off. Um, And it really, it really shouldn't feel like that, you know, because with such a special moment, you want to make sure you're really just um, enjoying it and um, remembering what it's for and, you know, not get so caught up in like making it's so perfect because it will just be perfect on a day of. Well, you're marrying, you know, you're marrying your soulmate or you're marrying the, the, you know, the love of your life. That's the whole reason you're getting married. So yeah, everything else, if, if things do go wrong, it's okay. I think it's just, um, you know, making sure you, you remember the reason you're doing it. Yeah, of course. Uh, Sandra, thank you so much for joining us on the You and Me podcast. It was really amazing to chat to you, even though it's um, hopefully not too late for you over there now. But it was um, it was so great to hear your story. And um, yeah, I, ca- I can't wait to um, release this episode. We've got, you know, a, a lot of with everything that's gone on with COVID recently, um, you know, there's a lot of backlog with um, people wanting to get married. And now people are having to look at much different venues and not always a designated wedding venue. So, you know, interviewing you and talking about being able to get married at a space that's not specifically used for weddings will be so informative to all our listeners. So Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me again. It was such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.